0: It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight.
0: You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos.
1: Welcome to the Lit Up Instagram show. It's my Instagram live show, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up. And I have the best person to light us up today. Lisa Lister is the author. Let me read something that I wrote about you, Lisa. Lisa Lister is the Hay House author of Witch and Love Your Lady Landscape. She's a writer, women's wellness practitioner, and third-generation witch, healer, tarot reader, and intuitive. Lisa is dedicated to healing the wounds of the feminine, to retelling her story, and to helping women rediscover their much. Lisa, I am so excited you're here with me right now. I have my uh, my mermaid Barbie here. Yes!
0: <laughs> yes, that's, that's all I've come for, George. We can talk about a book anytime. I'm all about this mermaid situation. This is what everyone is here for, let me tell you. Let me tell
1: you. I mean, we can't meet virtually or physically without a mermaid being involved, can we?
0: Never. Never. <laughs> So, do we have to wait till the end? Do I have
1: to do an interview first or do we have to talk before you before your performance? It's just for It's just a token for good luck for me. So, let's get this party started. We've, um, with a so, very, you will sing for us,
0: right?
1: Well, maybe at some point in the end. <laughs> After oh. we cover okay. stuff. Okay. okay, so I want to start with an easy question, Lisa. The word which is a loaded word. It's yeah. been mistranslated by the media over the years. It's been used to mean something negative, something evil even. So my question to you is, what does being a witch really mean?
0: Well, I think for each of us, it means many different things. So I wouldn't want to say like, it means this. For me, for me as a woman this lifetime, who has been a witch in many, many past lives, <laughs> and... It means a woman in her power. And now when I talk about that, I'm not saying um, that men can't be witches, that, you know, that that, that we haven't got, um, you know, I'm not taking away any of that. All I am saying when I speak of witch, I am speaking about a woman who knows herself, who is taking back the pieces. Because for me, like you say, it's been demonized. Like the word witch has been, is, is is the demonized part of every woman that, Um, has been silenced that has been censored that has been burned this lifetime past lifetimes right so this is for me the yeah the taking it back the reclamation of do you know what you want to use a word against me because because the thing is like the word witch really was used as a derogatory term then too right so we look back and we you know and, and i love that so many beautiful people on instagram like take the word and and really love on it but it was used as a derogatory term towards us then too you know it's like we were wise women we were women who were trusting our intuition who were trusting our true nature like our connectivity to to the to the seasons to the moon and and so then you know during those witch hunts there was these people who you know who were we're not okay <laughs> with that. I mean, and that is an understatement. Um, who were not okay with that. So use the word witch to, to kind of vilify us, to vilify anybody, in fact. Like whether that's whether that's um, the gypsy community, whether that's the gay community, whether that's, you know, of that time. These people were all put, you know, were all kind of called the, this overarching witch. And, and um, yeah burned were drowned were tortured for that so this lifetime we get to take that back we have to take it back then the rules the rules. <laughs> yeah
1: i remember when the first when the book first came out lisa and i started reading it you mentioned in the book that i wrote this book for women and which is a woman in her power but i didn't feel it wasn't for men in a way because Mm. why and i sent you i sent you a message after reading it telling you that um although you wrote this book for women i it wasn't me reading the book it was the witches i've been the witches that i've been who have been hunted for years were reading this book and healing through me because i've been talking to spiritual people and light workers for so many years and The common thread in every single conversation I have, like almost always, is that we've all been witches that have been burned on the stake in a previous lifetime. So we carry this wound right now, whether we're men, whether we're women, whether we're straight, whether we're gay, we have that wound that's manifesting in different ways in my perspective as abusing masculine energy in the sense of exhausting myself by working too hard, it's still eating eating us away, eating away on us. So, my question is, how do we start healing the witch hunt wound that we all carry, whether we're men or women?
0: Hmm. And it's so beautiful. Firstly, it's beautiful that you say that, too, because I think it's so important that we all recognize that patriarchy has done a job on all of us (laughs) right it's it's really done a job on all of us and so when i speak to women i speak to women specifically because of my own experience this lifetime so but what you know that's that doesn't take away from how important it is that we are all having to this lifetime unravel that teaching the teachings that come um that we're given that we are being gifted, being alive right now. And so instead of looking to the, the wound, we, I don't know, we know, right, that the wound is where the light comes in. We know that. So actually, it's, it's our job now to recognize each other. Because first of all, we are, um, like, that is the biggest part. They, they try to separate us all. They try to stop us all from talking to each other, from sharing our wisdom, from sharing our knowledge, which is why there's still so much competition, so much um, comparison, you know? And, and that stops us from remembering who we are. And that really is, um, like, the work of the witch. This lifetime is to come into a place of fierce, fierce remembrance of what it is to be whole, of what it is to be all of your parts, like all of the bits, the shitty bits, the horrible bits, like the bits that you're embarrassed of, the bits that like you're shame, you've been blamed and shamed for, because all of us are carrying that too. And to witness all of those parts, to recognize them, to be with them, to not run from them, to not disconnect from them, because that's you know, that's what so many of us do, is we get in a place where we think. Oh, this is I'm feeling too many feelings. I'm feeling too much. I'm feeling it all like oh, I'm gonna have to disconnect I'll go eat some pies or I'll go eat some donuts, or I'll go eat some chocolate ask me people um, or, or like oh, I'm just gonna tune out or I'm gonna watch TV or I'm good. I'm, like, I'm not gonna be with What I'm feeling and if we can stay with those feelings and not um, Yeah, and not suppress connect, them Mm, yeah like i'm them and be like do you know what that's fine as well as recognizing all the ways in which this lifetime we're bloody blessed like we are so blessed that we get to be on an internet show where we're talking about witches and not get burned right (laughs) where we get to have this conversation where you get to say the term light workers and people aren't gonna like be like what you know this is this is various i mean it's interesting it's glorious, it's crazy, it's all of the polarities for a reason. And so our work in it is first to witness all the places where our, where we have been dismembered. You know, I say in the book, and it's very much about a remembrance because we're remembering the parts. Like remembering all the parts that have been dismembered, like of the goddess. Like every, everywhere the goddess has been dismembered, pulled apart, pushed underground, our job, this lifetime has her PR people is to really like really start calling those parts back reclaiming them owning them like I see you shame like I see all the places i fucked up and I own them I take full responsibility for them they're mine and I'm still an awesome freaking human being like that that (laughs) and so I think that's how we start to heal when we stop putting blame and shame and Um, comparing and and comparison with each other and we start to really recognize all our parts and we can start to have like fierce compassion like open these big beautiful hearts for ourselves then for each other then for the collective then for the planet then for the cosmos and then like we just this big but this expansive and then like that that darkness it has very little place to hang out within you It has very little place to reside within this
1: space so really allowing ourselves to feel our emotions deeply because they have been suppressed for so many lifetimes and speaking yeah. of polarity you've talked about polarity there is this rise of the divine feminine that has been going on for years and you you, you talk about it deeply in the book. And we've done a lot of work as a spiritual community to try to reverse what patriarchy has done in the world, the abuse of masculine energy, and really allow the feminine to take its rightful seat next to the divine masculine. Mm -hmm. Now, my question is, is the future female? Is the future balanced? Or is it the same thing, the two phrases? What is the future?
0: No big thing, no big deal, no big deal dude. George, no big deal. Just a little question. Just a little tiny question. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just keep it nice and simple. Just no, kidding I think, <laughs> I think um, Like, no, I don't think the future is female. That doesn't serve. Like if it's just like the complete opposite of what it's been, that's not gonna serve either. I think what, like the future is not rushing ahead right so what what's happening is people are going oh so this is what it was like with the map mm, i'm not sure about that right now um let's go full beam into the feminine and then we want balance um but we want all that really quickly if you can because mm. like we can see that it's balance that we want but we're just gonna um but then what we do then is we like override this this um like Kimberly just said there, the future is union. Like, absolutely. But what I'm even saying now is that when I talk about this, people get, like, really anxious because they go, like, no, it's about balance, Lisa. Like, it's, it's like, we, we have to, it's taken 3,000 years plus for patriarchy to kind of get its, like, settlements around about, right? So it's going to, it can't be just like, oh, the divine feminine's waking up, perfect. All right, so we've given her, like, I don't know, maybe twenty years, forty years now, fifty, <laughs> roughly. Like, okay, cool. So, we, why have we not got this shit figured out? Like, it's like no, this is like lifetimes of unpicking. Like, if you're thinking it's all about this lifetime, people, you're mistaken, right? We are like, we are. We're here to do big work. <laughs> so, this this part that we're here for right now is is to unravel. Like, so we it's why we have to be like aware of everything that's going on so we can unpick it all so we're like we, we can go into the feminine so witness like we can really dive into it and experience it, it uh, has mcp83 yes process. oh my goodness this is it it is a process and we are in it and this is why it's such exciting times interesting times annoying times really pissed off times really incredible glorious times because we are able as as what you call light workers, as witches, credible human beings this lifetime to dive in and really explore what needs to be brought back to do the reclamation, to pull back the parts, to really start to see like, oh, that's out of whack. All right, okay, we'll figure this out. Oh, this is out of whack. All right, we'll figure this out. And then and I don't think it's gonna be in my lifetime for sure, like that, you know, we'll get to a place where that feels comfy enough for us then to work out like how can like how can this be like how can we be in union like how can that be i mean that's not my work i know that's not my work right now i'm here i'm here to do the unraveling like is the future female i don't think so i don't think so i think the future is like union like i agree with kimberly i think it is union but i don't think it's yet i think if we rush we bypass and I don't want us I don't want any of that reclamation process to be bypassed in any way shape or form any way shape or form because then that just defeats the whole object of what's going on here
1: I love that it just it gives you perspective on it's been 3,000 years building on patriarchy and then all of a sudden as you just said we can't just Instantly replace it with a balanced world. There has to be this process of, as I said, unraveling and then building the feminine until it takes the, the seat next to the masculine. Now, let me go into something lighter. <laughs> now, in the book, yeah, <laughs> in the book, you talk about the five aspects of the witch, which are the force of nature, the creatrix the healer, the oracle, and the sorcerers. And I love that you've separated, uh, or you've given these aspects because it allows people the opportunity to get a little bit more practical with, um, with practicing witchcraft and understanding themselves as women in their power, but also finding their, um, their, their preference as to what kind of witch they want to be. Could you run us through the five different aspects, and just quickly let us know what each one is about. <laughs> You're so funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes I can. Um, and I did this because I'm also aware that she, the great mother, all that is, the divine feminine has like a trillion different aspects. Like, so for, for me to try and say like, here's five, um, was just purely a, an entry point. For, for women specifically to kind of go right okay um because we have all of these elements that's why you know being a woman the feminine is contrary it's why it's so like because there's so many different elements to us like so in any given moment we can be um whoever and whatever we you know we're feeling in that moment so the um the five archetypes that I chose to work with are, um, so yeah, the force of nature. So that force really, of nature. It, yes. yes. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to head me up because you know that they don't, <laughs> it does not stay in here. So force of nature is all about connecting with the elements and recognizing that all those elements are within our bodies um, and we have access to them. So the fire the air that we breathe, and that's our breath, and, you know, the the water that that makes up our body, and the real material, you know, the meat suit that we're in, that earth, and then that ether, that spiritual nature of ours. And it's working with those. Now, anybody reading that book can take that and be like, that's the kind of work that I do. Like, that's what I do here. That's what I'm here to do this time. Or it can be that you just incorporate, all. of those elements in any kind of spell work, craft work that you, that you do. Um, or it can be just paying attention when you look at the window each day to to what the to what the weather's doing. Because your body, you know, I'm rich very much, the Viking very much says like I'm a weather witch. Like this body feels the weather. Like that's the force of nature in me. So if there's a wind coming, if there's a storm coming, there's a storm in this one too. <laughs> you know, so it's like, and if there's a fire you know, raging. Then there's a If There's a fire raging in this one. There's a chance that there's that will be reflected within the end of it. So it can be many different parts, and it could be like a a path. You know, so you can look, or you can look at them as simple touch points. You know, that throughout the day. And so next we have the oracle, the creatrix. Oh, the creatrix. Thank you, George. Uh, <laughs> And so I did it like a pentagram, so it's, a, so it's like the five-pointed stuff. So, yeah, the creatrix is, as women, we have the incredible medicine bowls, right? So those medicine bowls are the space of creation. You know, when, when, and I believe, and this is a very personal preference, but, like, I believe that that medicine bowl is um, the Holy Grail. So when we're in search of the Holy Grail, we're looking for... This beautiful medicine bowl that's already held within us that has the c- capacity to create universes. It has the capacity to create actual life on Earth. It has the capacity to, to just be, create like a book, uh, a project, an Instagram post, like anything, like from as you know, from as minute as that to as big as, as whole entire universes. That's our capacity as a woman. And we have and and so you know when men read this when men accept and honor and revere that energy in us we are so much more able to then be creative and own our creativity too men to tell us to do that get it but also it's very it's very lovely and i mean that's you know that's one of the many many reasons i adore you is because you have such reverence for for the feminine, and I and I love you for that. So it's and so it's understanding the feminine as creatrix, and so that can be also possible in the in the um, to recognize this creative force. She is a creative force. So then, what's next, George? Telling we have you? the healer. The healer, yes. And so the healer is the one. So this is the one. This like when people tell me they can't heal or that's not what they do or um any of those sort of things it's like we are made to heal like it's we are it's our again it's all remembrance it's remembering that it's in our bones it's in our it's like in our dna it's it's really in us and so if we can remember that we are creatrixes but we are also these healers and we are able to heal like you know i talk a lot a lot about periods and about menstrual cycles and a big part of that is because when we recognize how to use that cyclic energy as a healing mechanism for ourselves like so many people would come to we in women and they would be like going to um, like we need you to heal us so then bleed when they bled they would be releasing on behalf of their community You know these tribes, like so in tribes, these women would, when they were bleeding, were releasing, and and all of this incredible, um, yeah, like so the people would go to them with their problems, and as they bled, those problems would be released, and like that's and so you know some of us are doing that on a planetary level right now. There are so many women like dotted around the matrix that are that are like doing that on behalf of all of us. So you know, it's, it's pretty incredible. So not just cause you bleed, you know, you can, you'll notice you are intrinsically called to healing that you will want to work with herbs, with oils, that you'll want to put those combinations together. And, and of there's a trillion different um, ways of doing that. And I share some in the book, book, but like you, there's nothing like being go out and pick things and smell them and, and feel that for yourself. And, and I think so much of what I share in the book about working with these archetypes and learning mm. to trust each one within your body. Like you don't need me. You know you don't need me to write in a book. I mean, if you want to read it, thanks. But ultimately, it's trusting. It's really trusting yourself to be that creatrix, to be that oracle, to be all of these archetypes. To be honest.
1: So the next wow. one. Wow.
0: Oracle George.
1: The next one is the Oracle, yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. So Oracle is Seer. Like it's it's when so that you know the the Oracle of Delphi, she she told us to know thyself. Um so I always say start there. Um Seer is someone that can see. (laughs) And I mean like see with these these three eyes that we've got, you know, see it all. Like so see the whole perspective and hear everything. So not just the words that you're spoken but like to hear like the, the spaces in between and like what's being whispered in between the words um and of course it's it's tarot and it's, and it's you know it's water scrying it's, it's like all of the things that are glorious and fun to do but remember that they're all tools. um what you what you have the ability to do as a witch, as a woman, as a person, as a, somebody who's connected to the divine feminine, is to just be really still with yourself, to choose that space, and then to really feel like what is being said to you. So I use my third eye and I use my womb space as my oracle, first and foremost. Yes, I have oracle cards. Yes, they you know. Yes, I use tarot. Yes, you know my husband uses runes. Like we 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 got a lot of divination going on in this house. But ultimately, you can trust this body. You can trust the feels. Like, again, like I was saying earlier, if you don't disconnect from your body, if you allow yourself to feel, and you allow, and then you start to trust those feelings, it's not only like, oh, that is that for me? Like, oh. Like, there would be, there'd be people that you'll be connected with here, George, I'm sure, who are like empathetic, you know, so empathetic. So em- How can I say it? so they're able to feel other people and so it's like it really is like spiritual hygiene learning all of these things to really be in your body but also to protect yourself as that as that oracle as that healer and that's when they all start to intermingle because then you start to realize that oh as a healer i have to heal myself first and when I heal myself, I'm healing women kind. When I'm healing women kind, I'm healing like my community. And when I'm healing my community, I'm healing the planet.
1: But unless you're looking
0: after this one, unless you are giving yourself regular light baths, you know, between clients, regular light baths between Um, Being out there, (laughs) I know that when I go out there, I live in Glastonbury, so it's a little bit different. But like when I go outside, you know, I I zip up, like I energetically zip up. I energetically give myself a light bath and I'm, you know, I protect myself. Like, you know, otherwise this heart's so big, like there'd be all sorts of little hooks going on. And so you have to protect yourself because if you can see and you open up to seeing, you open up like to be able to see, experience it all in this world and in, and in other dimensions as well. Like you're busy. You're busy and like there's a lot of noise. So you have to, yeah, protect yourself. Which yeah. brings me to the sorceress. Now I remember that one because she's my favorite. And she's my favorite because <laughs> she's the hardest work. Like she and so many women who have written to me about this book are like, oh my god, this was I'm like, I know. And the reason I haven't written about her as the other archetypes is because I'm really still embodying her. Like, I'm really still exploring her because I think if we can, re- like, she is the real deal. Like, so the sorceress is the woman who really is in her power. Like, I feel like when I talk about a woman in her power, when I say witch, I'm talking about the woman who is who is exploring that, who is, like, unraveling that and picking that and navigating that like the sorceress, I feel like she's got a shit together. Like, I feel like she is really someone who knows the dark, who knows how to connect directly to source because she is source. So she's like, I can get there real quick. Like I can, you know, I can do this. And then she and I are gonna work together and we're just gonna be transmitting, we're gonna be writing, we're gonna be showing up, we're gonna be owning all our pieces, we're gonna be doing all the things. <sighs> Yeah, which is so glorious if possible. Wow. But I think like it—that is the real work. Like that's a bit that we're sh- we're all being called to show up for. So I think like the book, you know, the the hashtag for the book was "Wake the Witches." But I think the sorceress is the becoming. To be honest,
1: the end of the journey or the continuation of the or the beginning <laughs> of a new journey, basically. I think what so, I'm hearing yeah. is that. We are all the tools we need, and being a witch is recognizing that we are the tool of healing. We are the tool of, of sorcery. We are the tool of the oracle, and just the uh, the other tools that we use in our lives—the physical tools and the I mean, herbs and everything else—is just complementary to what we already know, to what our connection to the earth allows us to be naturally. Okay, so. <laughs> My final question to you brings everything together in a Mm -hmm. way and and creates some practical ways for people to connect to their inner witch. How do we align our energy with the cycles of the earth and the moon in this urbanized world that we live in? I remember living in London and just holding on to, those, to that lunch break where I could go to Hyde Park and meditate there. And partly the reason that I moved to Cyprus is so that I could be closer to nature because I felt so depleted just being in a big mega city. So in a world where we're constantly distracted with our phones, with people wanting our attention, with so many responsibilities, with so much information that we're being bombarded all the time. how do we still connect to the earth and the moon what are some practical ways
0: well (laughs) you know practicalities are not my thing like and you would be able to answer this way better than me um but it's difficult and that's you know that's part of Part of the disconnecting that has happened to us, that has been put upon us. So just the recognition first of all the places where you have been disconnected from source, like where you are disconnected from source. So you see the, you know, you see the the the, the electricity is, you know, we are, So we, it's, it's much harder for us to connect in if we if the light is provided for us, for example. Now I know if I work with the moon. Um, the moon cycle then I am able like I feel her in my body so if I work with those moon cycles I know her in here so I know my body will tell me this full moon you know she don't I don't need to worry about that and that would be the same for for everyone that would be the same for men that would be the same for women if you once you start to pinpoint that I use an app on my phone as well like don't be afraid of these apps these are good like these, you know, you don't have to rely on them. Like what we were saying, our tools are in us. But, but there's some really cool tools. Like just because I can divinate with my womb, I'm not going to not use tarot cards, right? So in the same way, like just because I can, you know, I can feel what phase the moon is in, because I've worked with her for a long time. Um, then oh, it says I've frozen again. Am I still frozen?
1: Don't worry. Sometimes okay. it happens. I think it's an Instagram glitch just like before with the sound. So let's just go with it. Oh, we can hear you perfectly.
0: Perfect. You don't need to see. You don't need to see this this little situation I've got going on. Um, yeah. So the the um to yeah, so use apps like I use I Luna. Um, and the same for my menstrual cycle as well. Like so, you can and you can get apps that show you the moon and your menstrual cycle, so you can start you know syncing those up. And that's for me is not syncing them up like so that you bleed at certain times. I'm not into that um really not either so if people a lot of people think they have to you know if you're a woman and you bleed and you think that you need to bleed at certain times that's not true like you 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 will bleed when absolutely you should that's fine and let that phase tell you about yourself don't think oh i'm not bleeding at the the dark moon so that means that i'm wrong as a we, we need no more sticks to pick up and be ourselves with, so we pop them back down. And we make sure we just pay attention to all the things as they happen, because they will be happening for exactly that reason. And that's how, for me, I stay in connection with my cyclic nature, is just witnessing all the places where like these these things continue to come up, and it's like, oh, that's, that's cyclic. So, so when you just pay attention to the seasons, like I work with the Wheel of the Year as well. So there's like eight celebration excuse to celebrate, right? So ways in which we can work with the the seasons and and these are the Sabbaths. And so we just had an Automatronaut. And and it just provides a marker. Like, so if I know, know that that's the Automatronauts, I can just do it about myself and be like, all right, so that's a little bit of time where I have to come into connection with myself, recalibrate where things might have got out of whack, be able to just pull myself back in, realign, and then go forward into the next phase, because that's what they're set up for, they're really set up for, for that, yeah, so I just think paying attention, again, like, there's nothing big that we need to do, like, there really isn't, like, but really beautiful ways to connect, like, at full moons, like, put out, so that you can keep, um, so that the full moon is charged, water so that you can then sip the water throughout the whole cycle so that your moon like your lunar charged which is like a lovely thing i share in the book i love like the simple things you know charging your crystals so that you can then use the crystals from the full moon through to the next cycle so that you can use the energy that the, the the moon provides and you don't have to see her to know that she's doing her work she's doing her work regardless that's you know you, she's behind a cloud if you're in a house that hasn't got a window that sees the moon like all of these things like just know she's doing her stuff and the more you tune into her she will show up in your form that's for sure
1: i love that so intention is really more powerful than than I- I- even if we don't have the chance of going outside simply our attention to connecting with the moon allows us you know. to do that which is a powerful thing to remember um, yes. in, in this um, technological world that we all live in lisa thank you so much for sharing this space with me thank you so much for sharing your wisdom i love the book i've read it twice <laughs> and i'll keep reading I it love it helps you. my it, it it helps the my my inner witch heal from those past lives as well as in this uh, past in this present lifetime as well thank you everybody for joining us to uh, for Lit up if you want to get Lisa's book, you can go to either Amazon or you can go to Hay House's website and order it. Such an amazing book.
0: Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker Survival Guide and catch the next live episode.